0: Welcome to this episode of The Indian Caregiver, the one and only podcast to motivate and encourage you to not only advocate for your loved one, but also share valuable resources related to caregiving and brain health. In today's episode, we have a very special guest, Mike Michelle. He is the founder of the Care Trainer app. And he is a very devoted individual who's active on Instagram. You may recognize him as the caregiver guy. And today he is going to talk about not only his app, but he's also going to talk about, um, you know, challenges with the consumer direct care and resources for Floridians, as well as um back in august he created relieve a caregiver day and um it was the hat challenge so he's going to talk a little about that so thank you mike it's a pleasure to have
1: you thank you so much you said for having me
0: so i'll have you um have you you know tell us who who mike is besides the caregiver guy oh
1: uh, mike is everything just a regular everyday person just like you. There's nothing really special about me. Um, what's most important is that um, I see a problem and I wanna fix it. And like many of us, we have uh, given up much of our lives to do pretty much the same. Um, I am just thrilled about home care. I've been in the space for several years. My background is in health science and pre-physical therapy and I met a gentleman that changed the course of my life. And now I'm an everyday uh, caregiver that um, advocates for you all.
0: That's great. So you've got extensive experience in this field. And you've kind of took the best of both worlds and created an app called the um, Care Trainer. So tell us about the Care Trainer app and what special features it has for caregivers.
1: Yeah, the, the Catron app is essentially a time saver, um, and I understand that as caregivers, we don't have much time to do uh, many things, but we always find the time to do uh, things that's needed for our loved ones. Um, and the reason why I essentially created it because um, I had a friend, Doc, my friend mentor, my boss, and, you know, aging H&M that place at home was important for him and his family. was very difficult to do when you have multiple people coming in that don't know the specifics of your care um so eventually i put myself in the line of fire and always wanted to be there to ensure that these people knew what to do and my body shut down and that is really the reason why i said hey i have to save not only myself time but other caregivers time because we need to find that time to provide ourselves with care and the only way that we can actually do that is by taking things off our to-do list and if i can help you to quickly onboard a new caregiver into your care routine that will save you a tremendous amount of time
0: okay so there are a lot of caregiver apps out there in the market or coming about What, what what why is what distinguishes your app from other caregiving apps
1: You know what? Uh, That's a great question. For us, we are hyper-focused on the onboarding experience, you know, uh, for families and caregivers and to create a collaborative effort for home care agencies because many of us, when we we do bring in companies into our homes to provide us with caregivers, uh, one of the many problems that Home Care Pulse has shown for the last eight years has been families complaining about caregivers coming in not have adequate training and those same surveys have showed that caregivers coming in feel like they don't have enough training or ill adequate training. So we think that we can place ourselves in the middle of that and allow you to convey your needs so therefore it's providing that on-the-job training that only you have information to, to provide to any caregiver coming in. I think our video Um, training feature is the most uh, adaptable thing and quickly allows you to um, convey needs that you don't have to constantly repeat.
0: Yeah, so when I was looking, you know, I was exploring the app a little bit. I was looking at, you know, your website. And, you know, that's one feature that did catch my attention were the ability to upload training videos. And I'm a firm believer in training videos. I know in my workplace, I am, it's an initiative that, I'm taking with my team is to create micro learning videos for my team, you know, rather than having to read materials, you know, there's only so much you can absorb, especially if it's technical. So to create like short 90 second videos, you know, these are the important things that you need to um, know about, you know, this particular thing. And I think this is a great feature that you highlight. Um, I know, um, when I was caring for my mom, it was very stressful, especially having de- dementia because everything is neurological and you know, things are happening and it's I don't know the medical terms that well. So it was easier for me to take a video and that whenever she went to the doctor or messaged my doctor and say, okay, this is what's happening, this just happened and it's happened X amount of times. And I think the videos are very um, helpful and practical to get a better assessment. And in this case, it would only help um, the future um, caregivers who are, who are helping out.
1: Absolutely. I like how you brought up that point that even in the workforce that we're using technology to our advantage, right? And when you really think about it, uh, there is no other uh, organization or other ecosystem where you don't get provided on the job training. and. Caregivers aren't receiving that on-the-job training, and we have to be the ones to be able to give them that. Um, and like you said, it's it's I use I like the word that you use of micro, right? It's it's going to allow you to consume this information when you need it. Um, because I've definitely learned that in the course of my own work is that I have multiple clients, and we all need to understand that that caregivers come in and have multiple clients, so they can't recall everything that you tell them within this. Uh, 30-minute window before you go off to work, Um, I'm just not going to recall it all. I'm going to forget 70% of it.
0: Exactly. I mean, I remember there were situations when I had um, paid ca- caregivers come to my place before I go to work. And especially initially, it's like, you know, where's the sham? I would try, I would leave everything out, but there were certain things they didn't know where it was, like a sweater or socks if my mom got cold. And I'm like, okay, it's in the drawer if you look here. And it's, you know, very difficult to explain it. And especially when you're in a new environment. So I think, you know, that's the, the perfect thing, you know, caregiver can do is to take a video that way they can, you know, see, where it is. And um, so that's, you know, I think that's a unique aspect of your app.
1: Absolutely. And I think the, the, the last thing to tack on is that um, nobody wants a stranger in their home. And I always state this to clients is that um, nobody wants a stranger in their home. And in addition to that, it's what can you do to ensure that this stranger in your home is going to provide the best service for you? And our hopes is that we can actually provide this information, these videos, to caregivers prior to coming into your home. Because you're going to have to filter this is just a part of caregiving. You're going to have to filter to caregivers before you find the right one, right? So exactly. we're trying to look to see how can we reduce the amount of people coming into home while increasing the, the aspect of you finding that compatibility partner. And I think it's by displaying this information so there's a clear and concise understanding from both parties of what's expected.
0: Yeah, and you know, another thing as as we're having this, you know, discussion talking about the app, another, you know, great feat, you know, highlight about this app is that especially with dementia patients, they get paranoid. So if you have a stranger coming into your house and going through rooms and drawers and stuff, they're going to think that they're, you know, taking something away. So that way on your app, everything is located in a concise area.
1: Absolutely absolutely I, I, I solely agree and you know it, it's all up to you guys of the videos that you want to make it's 90 seconds it's divided into each section of the room you decide what videos you want to make and essentially i tell customers all the time um the videos that you want to make is anything that you want somebody standing there to watch you do mm-hmm.
0: So that's that's great. I really wish you, you know, much success with this caregiver app. It's it's just the beginning. I know you're working hard to market it out there. And, um, you know, it's 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 hard to believe that, you know, we've got over, um, I believe, three million caregivers in Florida. Is that is that right, Mike? Yeah. Yeah, So. I think with over 3 million caregivers, you know, a fraction of them, if they have access to this app, it will help them and allow them to also focus if they're working on their work so they're not stressed. Because I know I was balancing everything and constantly looking at my phone, but, um, you know, it'll, it'll condense the information for them. You know, one area that, you know, through our conversation, I see that you're very passionate about is the consumer direct um, care model. And I, you know, from my understanding, you've educated me a bit on it is that um, it is different on uh, according to each state so tell us about what the consumer direct care um, resource is and how Floridians can access it
1: all right guys I, I, I get jittery about this because I am excited about it because the consumer direct care uh, model which essentially means that you as the consumer you, when you accept this fund from the government, who incentivizes you to provide, find, hire, and onboard your caregivers, um, is essentially saying that once you do that, you can essentially get paid to be your um, loved one's um, care provider. Um, but this also gives you an opportunity to go back to work, in a sense, right? Because if you're able to go back to work, that pool of money that's coming in you can sign yourself up or you can sign two other people up to provide care for your loved one so let's say if you hire a private paid caregiver once you hire that caregiver they call out and you have to stay in you're not losing wages you're not losing funds right so that's the beauty of that not only that um, not only that you have the opportunity to go out and uh find other collective people that can work together and you can manage them. Now, how do you get access to this? Um, you can get access, go through your local area of agency. Um, you can also go online and just type in Consumer Direct Care Florida and you will find it. Now, what do you need in order to get approved for this? This is a government program, so you need Medicaid. Right? You need to be approved for Medicaid. Once you're approved for Medicaid, um, then you can go to the consumer direct care. Each state has its own kind of consumer direct care. It just has a different acronym. New York is called CDPAP. So as for yourself, in Florida, just type in consumer direct care or call your area agency. Or um, even if you go through a home care agency, home care agencies also will do the consumer direct care model for you. And you can go directly to the, that agency that you go to and tell them, hey, you want to be hired on as your loved one's caregiver. So those are the quick three ways that you can get into it. Just know that you're going to have to be approved for Medicaid in order for you to go through it and um, get access to these funds. So the government essentially did this, guys, because of the whole pandemic and how it just exploited how um, high health care workers were not coming back into the field. This was a way for them to... Uh, put a Band-Aid on that solution and say, hey, let's pay these individuals so they don't have to go out and seek out um, other individuals to provide care for them.
0: So this is recent, at least in the state of Florida?
1: Oh, no, no, no. This, uh, Consumer Direct Care has been around since, uh, I believe, 97. Um, because Consumer Direct Care was originally created for um, those with disabilities, right? Um, anybody who was... Um, at risk of being institutionalized right in a long-term care facility so the hyper focus was on those with disabilities and then the pandemic just heightened um them to begin pushing it more towards uh, family caregivers that uh are taking care of loved ones with dementia so it's always been around and that's the stark thing, thing that you know the shocking thing is that oh it's been around this long and i'm just hearing about it you know Um, We had a caregiver that's been a caregiver for years and didn't know nothing about it until three um, three months ago, right? And so so that's the main thing. It's been around for a long period of time. It's just um, now since the pandemic and us having shortages, they're really pushing it out into the public.
0: And do you know what the process is, let's say once your loved one has Medicaid, what the process is to be eligible for this?
1: No, once 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 your loved one gets Medicaid, the process um, there afterwards is it, pretty simple. Uh, once you get out the Medicaid, uh, you go to you will go online and you type in. Uh, and you go to, you can go to directly to your home care agency, and tell them, hey, um, I'm looking to utilize consumer direct care. Um, I have it already been approved for Medicaid, or you can just go directly to. Um, uh, Fi, right? It's a it's an intermediary. Which pretty much what they're going to do is they're going to you're not going to get paid this money, right? So the money that you're going to get once you get the consumer direct care and you get approved, the money is not going to be paid to you. It's actually going to be paid to a company. I'm just calling it another company, and then that pool of money is then going to be distributed to either you or the caregiver that you put on that plan. And what's going to happen is once you get approved right through Medicaid, now you have access to consumer direct care. Then what you're going to do is say, I am going to direct my loved one's care. Now, there is two things I will point out right now. If you are the spouse or you are the POA, you cannot reside in the home with your loved one.
0: You cannot?
1: No, you cannot reside in the uh, house with your loved one. Um, so that may mean some things for a few folks, like uh, you may have to t- transition your power of attorney to a brother or something like that. But you cannot be a spouse or POA and reside in the home with your loved one if you're going to uh, do the consumer direct care. So either, either you can uh, place another relative or you can place yourself, but you cannot reside in the home. Just ensure that you guys know that you cannot reside in the home. But once it's happened, you have to put down at least three people, which is probably yourself and two other individuals. Whether it's hired help or it's another family member, and then those funds will be paid um, to you or the or the other care professionals.
0: And are they paid monthly, or is it?
1: So what's going to happen is that you're going to be allocated a um, let's say a, a nurse. You're going to be allocated someone who's going to do the assessment. They're going to determine how many hours that you need. Let's say, hypothetically, you get 40 hours in a week. How you distribute that 40 hours is up to you. If you want to put it all towards, let's say, the weekend or all towards the hours that you're at work, it's up to you as the managing person who's directing your loved one's care. Now, I'm specifically talking about people who have a loved one with dementia. If you have someone loved one with dementia, they cannot direct their care. I.e., that's why you have to direct it. Now, if you're someone with, uh, let's say, a neurological, a non-neurological disorder where you're just disabled and you can convey your needs, then you will be the one directing your care. But we're going to focus on dementia, right? Because that's a big problem in our our caregiver space. So you're going to say, "I'm going to direct that care." Once you direct that care, it's up to you to say. I'm going to be the caregiver or I'm going to hire out professional caregivers. And you have to have three people on file because the the purpose for that is if somebody calls out, you have somebody else in line, right? I.e., that's why I said earlier, this gives you the opportunity to go back to work. It just depends on how you position it. I can hire a professional caregiver. That's the person I put down to receive the funds. And then I will be the secondary caregiver. So if this person calls out and I have to reside at home, I can still get paid.
0: Okay, but and you still as if I were a dementia caregiver, I cannot reside with the individual.
1: No, if you're a dementia caregiver, you cannot be a spouse okay. or a power of attorney. You can reside in the home, but you just can't have those two any of those two titles.
0: Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. I, I did not know about this um, when until I spoke to you about it. And I know on Instagram, on the caregiver guy, that you've done a lot of videos about this and you're very passionate about it. And I did not know that this was um, available to us Floridians, because I've I've been to some seminars and stuff and with individuals from other states, and it seems like our friends in the Northeast have a bit more resources than we do in Florida. So this is a great resource to have, especially um, for our aging population.
1: Absolutely, and some of you guys may hear, uh, if if they're not stating it as consumer direct care, you might hear Medicaid waivers. Right. So you might hear Medicaid waivers a lot, and that's essentially it's the same thing. It's a Medicaid waiver, or you're going to hear consumer direct care. But each state has its variation of consumer direct care, and they'll just go about it a different way. Now, when it comes to the pay, um, the pay cost, pay out it all depends on the different um, different payees that you will go through. So there's multiple people that there's multiple uh, companies that you can go to. Uh, when you're utilizing the consumer direct care, and they're all going to pay out differently, so you're just looking for the one that pays out the best, and then they will give you um, give you the funds. Now it is advantageous for you because the payment is typically higher than what companies uh, that are sending you out caregivers can pay them because uh, it's it's coming out. You don't have you know you don't have overhead costs of running a business and stuff like that. So you. You can compete if you if it needed to be to find a caregiver because you are going to play probably higher than the base salary.
0: Wow, so much information! It's like we need, we need to have another episode on this, or you need to do a webinar, you know, to for the basics one on one consumer direct care. There's just a. A lot of information and i know a lot of it is technical and um but I, I feel like it's a great resource for caregivers to have because when you're looking for that care and as a caregiver you just have to explore whatever you can it's at your disposal
1: absolutely and i've just been you know learning about this these last uh year and a half but a partner member a partner of my team has been doing this for several years right so um Certainly, when it comes down to the nuts and bolts, if I don't have the answer, uh, my partner has all the answers. So certainly, we can do a webinar and, and give these folks the answers that they need.
0: Yeah, it sounds like it is, it is. It's a bit of an information overload, especially you know caregivers when they're stressed and stuff. But you know, you've you've highlighted a, a valuable resource um, that is a hidden gem, um, and it, and it's a must um, to explore.
1: Absolutely. And from many of you who, said, <clears throat> who are saying to yourself that, hey, I don't qualify for Medicaid or I've been denied Medicaid, um, there's a workaround with that, too. You know, it, it, it may just be that they're t- telling you that you're over an allotted amount of money, right? It may be $100, maybe more. It's just how do you legally move that money around? And we can definitely get into that in the next episode about pool income trust.
0: Yeah there's um, every every bit counts every penny counts in caregiving yeah. every penny yeah, counts definitely. you know to I wanted to end with our you know last question um, to you is that you did a phenomenal job. You took the initiative just back in August of this year to create a, you know, GoFundMe page to relieve a caregiver day. You did a hat challenge, which was very visual with the solo cups, balancing it, and, you know, basically saying that the caregiver wears a lot of hats. So tell us what prompted you to come up with that challenge and talk to us about, you know, um, how much money you raised in such a short period of time, literally, just a few weeks, not even months, and um, what that initiative is, and if you plan to continue it going into
1: 2023. Absolutely. I'm over here smiling Uh, (laughs) from ear to ear. I uh, definitely am excited about that. Like I said, I'm here just not to talk the talk, but I'm here to walk the walk. I'm all about uh, solutions and resources and, and getting things out there, and what inspired me to do that was actually my own, um, my own body shutting down. It, it all just leads back to that. Um, because as caregivers, we put in so much time, we dedicate so much time, we often uh, forget about ourselves and overlook ourselves. Um, so when, uh, you know, many of us in the space are telling individuals to go get um, respite care or go do self-care, the question to me always lies how, how if I'm always concerned, how, if I'm always involved in something and i think for leave a caregiver day for me was to avert somebody else that's listening to this call right now to say i don't want my body to shut down and it's to give you a resource so your body doesn't have to shut down and you can give yourself a break and that was the visual i was always thinking about how can i give these people a great visual of all the things all the hats that we carry around and then that's how we came up with the solo cup challenge is to display how many, you know, how many hats we wear and eventually uh, the strongest of us, no matter how strong we are, these hats will begin to fall one at a time. And uh, in that short period of time, uh, it was so sporadic. I, we raised roughly $530 and that was enough to relieve that caregiver for the day. Um, like Graham, she's out in Chicago. Uh, it was a beautiful thing. I certainly want to continue it and will continue it. Um, my hopes next year is to raise $10,000, leave 100 caregivers, have Lori Steve Harvey to be our um, poster child, if you want to call it, and, and, and get this to be a yearly thing. Um, we need the resources. Not only do we need the resources, we need to provide care for ourselves. And the only way for us to do that is to to create our own resources. I always say this, and I'm, and I'm so ecstatic about this, is that uh, Caregivers will be the ones to solve our problems because no one is more passionate. No one understands the pitfalls, and no one understands the difficulties that we're going through unless you are a caregiver.
0: Yeah, it is very tough. You know, I, as I look back on my caregiving journey with my mom, you know, it started off simplified. I'm like, I even thought about, it. I'm like, does she really have dementia? You know, sev- several days, and then you know, th- this past year in 20, she passed away December 2021. I think the last six months, I was just like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. My health was declining, my mental state, physical state. I was working, you know, I manage a team um, at work and I was just, I was, I was, I thought I was going to end up in the hospital um, and I wouldn't have anyone to care for her. So, you know, respite care is important. And you know i make the mistake i don't ask for help and that's one advice i have for caregivers is you just have to ask for help and these types of opportunities um in particular that you created is um is a blessing for caregivers because that respite care is indeed valuable even if it's for an hour to a day to take a nap it's um it makes a difference
1: Absolutely. You know, I want to leave off of one thing about the Relief the Caregiver Day. is something that you just said that um, I need to say this, is that the Relief and Caregiver Day was not only about raising the money or creating this resource. It was also to get those around us involved, um, and that's the reason why we chose a weekend to do it, a revolving um, weekend to do it, is because, like you said, you didn't speak about it, so we speak about it, and we can get Uh, a friend, a neighbor to relieve us for four, five, six hours, um, that will make all the difference in the world for you to be able uh, to get that rest. And uh, I think that's the best way for us to do it. It's a collaborative effort of um, charity, volunteer work, and technology. Um, And if we make, um, nobody wants a job that sounds so difficult. So when we do scream and shout that this is a most difficult job in the world that's why uh many of our volunteers probably won't do it if you speak to them but if we can make it uh, simplified for them um, through technology through uh, uh, advocacy and resources i think we can get it done
0: Yes, yeah, no, that's a valuable um, event that you have, and I look forward, you know, to helping you in any way I can to, you know, spread the word and to make it as successful in 2023. So real quick, Mike, Mike, um, how can um, our listeners get in touch with you? What social media platforms or email?
1: Uh, absolutely. Um, you can email me directly. I'd like to speak to you all um, one-on-one. It's Mike, M-I-K-E, at Care Trainer. That is C-A-R-E t-r-a-i-n-r.com or you can find me on social media at the caregiver guy on all platforms
0: thank you so much mike for um joining me today in this episode of Um, the Indian caregiver talking about your app, about the um, consumer direct care model, as well as um, Relieve a Caregiver Day. And we look forward to talking more about it in 2023. So I really appreciate everything that you do, creating an awareness um, on social media and elevating this important issue.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Thank you. So thank you for listening to this episode of The Indian Caregiver. Please do not forget to connect with us on Facebook or Instagram
1: um, on The Indian Caregiver. Until then, thank you.